So I'm a Virgo and the baby. And like Kanye, can't nobody tell me nothing. Long story short, I've lived most of my life thinking my thoughts were the shit. I've developed a pretty firm base of opinions on an array of topics. And while laying in bed one night, I thought to myself, why not share it with the world? So that's what I did. I started this podcast to not only share what I think, but to challenge myself and hear and unpack the viewpoints of the many dope people in my life. Sit back and enjoy the wildly unpredictable foolishness that's getting ready to unfold here on I Have a Thought About That. Hello, hello, y'all. Welcome to the first episode of I Have a Thought About That. I am your host, Camille. Um, you can find me on social media, um, Instagram, at uh, Mrs. Geneva. First of all, I had to think about it. She's saying the socials for when she can remember them. Right, because I was going to say social media at one place, but it's different in different places, so that's why so I, I had to like, create some new ones. I am. So I just haven't yet, so for now. I say it all together at once. Okay, so. listen, we're going to work on that. Okay, we just... <laughs> We just we just put it together right now, but anyway, uh, I didn't want to comment on your intro. Your intro was dope, but I'm cracking up because it reminded me of the time when we was in church and Miss Dansby was praying. Duh! And she and kept talking the about food, the simonade, and, and I the I about things that we remember as children 
childhood that may not be a thing anymore um that don't exist uh anymore so something that i remember from being a kid is being at my grandma's house with a lot of a lot of summer days at my grandma's house my grandma didn't have no cable her house was hot you know it wasn't really much to do and the kids that came outside it was this nasty little girl down the street we couldn't really play with so you know i ain't gonna say her name okay i'll talk about her later but anyway, uh, the thing that I remember is, you know, after we didn't watch Murder, She Wrote or, you know, Good Times or whatever was on TV. Murder, She Wrote. <laughs> after we watched whatever, the only thing to do was to pick up the phone and dial the number to, to tell what time it was. And it's like you would dial the number straight down and it'd be like, at the time, the time it is 12.53 a.m. or p.m. Whatever, whatever. So, like, y'all remember that? That's, that's I do. Creepy. I definitely remember that. And I was saying earlier, it was funny to me. Because we don't call it no more. No. But I wonder if it still worked if we was to call that number. Somebody's trying to call it. Like, it was, what was the number? It was like 412. You literally one, dial two, down two. the phone. You start from one and you dial straight down and then you go up to the next row and like yeah. it will call the call time. It was Yeah, it was crazy. Whatever it was, I would just remember hitting the same buttons over and over. Yeah, so Kayla is a little bit younger. Though. She's like, she's on the end of the but She barely made it to the millennial hood, okay? Yes. So what is she said she don't remember that. So she she was on the late end. So what's something that you remember, Kayla, from your childhood that don't really exist anymore? She I hate her. her. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I could see her. Like, nothing. Shit, ain't it still around? What? Everything from my childhood. Not everything. I mean, for the most stuff that we don't do or something that you notice ain't pay phones. So pay phones, I know. Because it's barely even. No, no, no. I use pay phones a lot before cell phones came around because I was Uh, a bus kid. Calista was one of the last kids to get a cell phone in high school. First of all, (laughs) first of all, don't come for me. (laughs) We talk about stuff that we remember. (laughs) I remember that. That is a tangent. (laughs) However, as I was saying, pay phones. Okay, now that's a big thing, right? Pay phones was a huge way of life, right? But I was one of them kids that had to take the bus. I don't care. I took the bus all through pretty much like eighth grade, ninth grade, all through high school, right? So whenever I get home or I have to do stuff, it was bold because I always had to check in. Like, but I didn't, you know, I would have to go to the payphone. Don't lose your keys because I lost my keys one time. And, I was and mind you, out. we were in high school from 01 to 05. So I remember using the payphone. Mind you, I wasn't in high school yet from 01 to I would go to the payphone <laughs> on the corner from the house and dial collect, which is something that they don't do anymore anyway. Yeah. 1-800-COLLECT. call my father. And every time I would call it, he still wouldn't answer his phone back then. So I would be locked out <laughs> at the payphone every 20 minutes <laughs> trying to call my dad to get in the house. Dang. So like, I had some struggles growing up. That like, is a struggle, baby. Me and bro. Sitting there looking at each other crazy. Oh my god, we gotta get in the house. We can't miss Dragon Ball Z. Oh, it was terrible, bro. <laughs> Dragon Ball Z was the shit. Now, look here. Wait a minute, you gotta save it. You can't do all your memories in one segment. Oh, okay, just hold on. Just well, look here. It just rolled around in the Kayla, you got one? Huh. I remember not having a car. Duh. <laughs> that don't even count. <laughs> that's, that's not okay, count. This counts. This counts. How? It's horrible not having a car. Oh, yeah, yeah that's that true. true. It's horrible. Like, I remember. So, when did you not have a car? 
younger. <laughs> <laughs> One of my aunties that I love dearly would pick me up, me and my cousin, because we went to the same school, and we had to go sit with her and focus hope, which is like a a, a food bank. Basically, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's a yeah. lot of things. Job training. Yeah. Uh, and I just remember just sitting there for hours. It's like this great building. And we would go from one side and then they got to go to another side. And I remember we just would sit there for hours. And I would always think about what it would it be like to have a car? <laughs> like, literally, that, was, that, has, that has always been, I think that is a traumatic moment in my life that wherever I go, I go with my own car. Because that's true, too. Well, Kayla will to not go leave. anywhere if she does not have her own car. That is very true. And yeah. I had a moment of two weeks that I did not have a car ever because somebody stole my car. Ooh. Yeah, you remember? That? I know. Yeah. <laughs> two weeks I didn't have a car. And I thought I was just about to go insane. Yeah. I had to buy a hoopty just to get around. You're still riding around in that hoopty, ain't you? Okay, for like. <laughs> <laughs> she can ride about car, y'all. Don't don't go right, back that there. Only shooter mobile. That shooter too. Okay. That shooter is getting me from Toledo back to. And here. I ain't mad. And at I had that shooter for six months. But now when I want to buy, go and buy my Jeep, the damn pandemic hit, so now I'm unemployed, so now I can't get financed. But, but your girl ain't broke. She just, she just ain't got the, she just ain't got the employment. She ain't happy that she wanted. But look, at the same time though, and I'm mad about it because I bought my car right before the pandemic hit. And I wish I hadn't, because they would have gave me a better deal. All right, we're getting off topic here. So, we're going to go on a lot of tangents around here, okay? So, that's, uh, that's y'all remember that for today, uh. So there's some suggestions of stuff that y'all remember. All right, so now we're moving on to jam of the week. So I will go first. I am, um, listen, first of all, I love music. I do everything with music. My music be blasting. I, be, I got my Google speaker right by my window. I'm pretty sure my neighbors be going to call the police on me. My music be so loud. But anyway, the music that I have been jamming to this week is Chloe and Halle's Do It. First of all, that song is an entire mood. It's a whole vibe. It's a bop. It is everything. I love that song. Right. Like, it, it gets stuck in your head, but, like, in a good way. Um, I think when I first saw the preview they posted on Instagram, I was like, oh, check y'all out. Okay, okay. The video, the visuals are everything. Like, what they, I think what they're doing is they're trying to show, like, you know, we wholesome, but, you know, we grown, too. You know what I'm saying? We can be sexual and stuff like that, and it's not in a... It's not a raunchy way. Ain't no, it ain't no man with, you know what I'm saying? Like, ain't no Captain Hook video at all. It ain't, it ain't that at all. But it's, it's real. It's a whole vibe. It's a bop. Y'all need to check it out. Um, and I have been suggesting that to literally everybody that I know that listens to, you know, R&B music. Because it's, it's just a good song. And they need all the support. Yeah. And they, they, really, they really are a good, you know, brand to attach yourself to, especially now since I can't support my girl Doja Cat. I was so heartbroken. But we'll talk about her later. We'll talk about her later. We're not going to get her no energy right now. No, 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 no. no. Wait, uh uh-uh, uh-uh. We're not even going to get into that. We'll talk about her later. But anyway, uh, I know. That's my girl. We'll talk about her later. No, it's about Chloe and Halle. It's about Chloe and Halle. All right, Kalisa, what's your jam of the week? So, mine is not as new as Camille's, but I really was messing real hard with it. And I hate to use those words. With who I'm about to say coming up, Ooh. Usher and LMA. Uh, don't waste my time. Now look. It took me two weeks to learn that hustle. 
First of all, I didn't know there was a hustle to it. I gotta learn this hustle, but don't waste my time. Always gives me that kind of song, that kind of vibe. It always gives me like, like it just. Mm -hmm. It sounds like something you could ride in the car to. It sounds like something you could sweep the floor up with. Yeah. You know, it's something that washing your hair with. It's a vibe. You're doing, it's, it's just yeah. a vibe. And I mean, that's my vibe. That's where I like to live when I'm listening to music for the most part. If I'm not chilling or you know doing some other uh, unmentionable. Thing. Living her best life. Okay. <laughs> I heard something that you know she got it. Okay. I'm hey. <laughs> with her antibodies. Shut up. What hair? Hey, are you done with your boots? Yeah, no, but yeah, don't waste my time by LMA and Usher. Okay, Kayla. All right, so mine's is like a super throwback, right? Okay. Because I feel like since the sun is shining, you know, our cases is going down a little bit, you know. People are starting to uh, reemerge a little bit. Put your damn mask on. Keep your mask on. Put your on, mask dummies. on. You know, and social distancing. You know, you, you guys are doing good in the um, in the grocery stores, white people. I'm so proud of you. Um, <laughs> but uh, take her mine's is a good life by Kanye West. Oh, that's, oh, a, that's good a good one. one. Like we always do, do it this time. time. That hey. That's a good one. We're, we're, seeing, show we're seeing new life now. That like new life is emerging. Too. People are are recovering. Yeah. And, you know, life is just it's it's coming back to us because we was uh, some gloomy people for a little for bit. A minute, for yeah. a minute. So yeah. now I, I've just been vibing out. You know, trying to trying to put positivity in the air. So I've been vibing out to uh, the good life. That's I, yeah. That's a good. That's a good that's one. A good one. playlist go look up your girls holly and chloe no chloe and holly do it um we're gonna do lma and usher what's it called don't waste my time don't waste my time and then of course good life by old this old kanye not new kanye old kanye good life all right so go spotify it apple music if you title whatever anything. and you know what for all the 2020 graduates i want y'all to listen to uh good morning by kanye you know, in, the, in that message, you like, you know, fuck it. This is my dissertation, homie. Oh, <laughs> that's a throwback to Welcome to graduation. You know, yeah. that just puts you in the mood. Even though some people can't walk, it's okay. Put you did that, though. You that's all you know. You know. It still so, counts. Yes, Good morning. And we are still proud. This is yes. it. It's a new morning every morning. So, welcome to graduation. This is inspirational oh, ass nigga. Check that out. She ain't never this inspirational. She the most cynical person I know. But okay, whatever. We gonna ride with it. She has her moments of shame. Right. <laughs> we grow. We all grow up, right? Okay, so our next segment segment is called She Messy. Okay, and this is when we talk about pop culture and uh, what's going on. So, um, so in the last segment, I mentioned Doja Cat. Now, I have been rocking with Miss Doja Cat since Moo. Okay, you know, like, bitch, I'm a cow. Bitch, I'm a cow. Like, I've been with her. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I suggest her to a lot of people. And I was so heartbroken yesterday when I saw her, um, the misfortune that I saw her basically promoting white supremacy and being in these tiny chests with these white supremacists and, you know, just displaying a lot of um, self-hate. And, you know, like I even she even came on my playlist later on that day and I had to skip. Like, I can't support my girl. You know? her, her I was really disappointed. I was very this disappointed. This is my first time hearing this. I didn't hear any of the other yeah. um recently. And, you know, I've been rocking with Doja. Not as long as you, but for real, she's been one of my favorites in my playlist recently. And to hear a quick snippet um, on the radio on the way over here, talking about Doja, what? And I'm like, what's she talking about Doja? 
Like, what's up about Doja? Yeah. Now you telling me about this. It's like, well, what, what the hell? Yeah, and I definitely, I went to her Instagram. I follow her on Instagram, and she's very active on social media. And I didn't see nothing from her all day yesterday. So I don't know if her team was trying to, like, clean it up. But then here come Kayla with a little bit more information. So what did you hear? What did you hear? Because you heard some different. I saw that she was trending on Twitter. Like, they're saying, like, we're, we are sorry, Doja, because I guess, like, a lot of her stuff isn't, like, like, you know what people were saying those stuff wasn't really like factual something of the sort like i just saw her trending on twitter but like and it, it, it did hurt me too about doja because that's one of the artists i was really looking forward to really at, uh, at coachella really this year but unfortunately coachella was canceled and you know what doja was actually supposed to be here in detroit on the 26th of march mm-hmm. and jessica and i were about to buy and, tickets and, and she was supposed to be at uh, the, the multi the um multi or something well, anyway, I watch, I follow, and I watch Lovely T on YouTube, and she's pretty reliable when it comes to like, um, you know, celebrity gossip and whatnot. She come with the receipts from years and years ago, and so I trust her when I uh, watch something. So when I first saw it, I went right to her. Of course, she had to um, put it together, whatever. So apparently, she showed videos of Doja Cat in these tiny chats with these white supremacists. You know, basically, like, calling herself a nigger and, like, overly sexualizing herself. Which, I'm like, from what I saw, though, it was not her necessary... I didn't see any white supremacy from the videos. What I did see her overly sexualizing herself for white men. I did see that. But I did not see any... They did, I didn't hear anybody make any racist remarks. I, but her, she's the only one who called herself a nigger. Like, she said N-I-G-G-E-R. She didn't say nigger. You know what I'm saying? But, like, even if on her Instagram lives and stuff, Dolce is pretty out there. Like, she do some wild shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, she be talking about playing her booty hole and, you know, all that kind of stuff. So, I, I mean, it's not... It's fucked up that she's even associating herself with these kinds of people. But at the same time, it's not outside the realm of possibilities for her. Because she fucking weird. I mean, that's why people like her, honestly. Um, so, yeah, I'm going to just... I'm going to keep my eye on this story because I really was rooting for her, like her and Megan well, I was like really really rooting for them because yeah. they bring something new to the to the world of female hip hop artists you know agreed, what I'm saying agreed. and like they're both overly sexualized but they're actually they actually have talent <laughs> which is unlike a lot it's of people fun. it's fun they yeah, are very, very fun, fun and they're very open and sexual they, they're aware of who they are sexually and that, you know what I'm saying like I really like really, that on that, on that tip a lot of the times and I hate to go diverging into something that's an older the topic but on the whole sexual awareness thing, us as African American women never got that chance. Never. The second second you start asking anything that's promiscuous or anything that's deemed um, fast or anything like that, yeah. you know, you considered a hoe. You consider yep. um, you're just too too fast. You're, you're not. Fast. You're not white and material. Like, well, what about yeah. our, our, our counterparts? They are already aware with their sexual. Health and well, shoot, everybody's granddaddy had a whole separate family. But so. <laughs> the whole thing is, they are a lot more secure in yeah. their sexual awareness yeah. than we are, and it takes us until our mid adulthoodness after time before we know who we are sexually. Yeah, and that's a problem that I always thought, not always, but recently, because it didn't occur to me until yeah. you know I'm 33. I can agree well, with I that. I can definitely that. agree with that sentiment because like it took me a long time to just be okay with who I am sexually. You know what I'm saying? Like the idea like masturbation and buying sex toys like oh my god you don't do right. I mean our last segment y'all heard we was raised in church. Okay? So that in itself is a whole other layer. We gonna get into that in another episode. But it's just an you unfortunate know, thing that we are um, 
it's a negative stigma. We're trying we're trying to restrain that part of ourselves. Right. Think and of it's, it as it's dirt. a human thing though. If we yeah. are sexual beings, we are people who interact, we we thrive off touch. But the whole thing is, okay, if we thrive off touch and we're human just like everybody else, why are we being um blasted or really For just being like human jacked yeah. up and you oh you're a whole you're this all this negative stigma on the normal stuff like yeah for being human like you said so, yeah and then um to wrap that back with you know doja and megan like they were like embodying that you know what i'm saying it was different than nikki and different than um than even Lil kim because they were still appealing to the male ego you know what i'm saying they still were saying stuff that men like doja and 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 megan it's they up. say what they like they talk about eating a pussy don't eat my pussy hard nigga that shit aggravating that shit is so true <laughs> but nobody says the shit you know what i'm saying you you done had a guy go down on you before and he don't know what the hell he doing but you still be like oh yeah that feels good because well, you, you I know we had the bad ones that hurt but the ones that i, I mean but you know when the guy one just don't know what the hell he doing yes yeah i said sloppy sloppy now sometimes sloppy is good sloppy is good but sloppy what i mean is in in technique yeah sloppy and technique they don't know what they doing yeah now we've we've all had we've all had experiences with guys (laughs) that literally they have no idea how to please a female body and for them to be literally rapping about it and saying y'all really don't know what the hell y'all doing and the dick game they really dick don't really mean nothing to us you know what i'm saying Okay, all right. So, <laughs> I, I think you can tell me and Kalisa a little bit more promiscuous than Michaela. I'm married, by the way, but either way. I ain't. <laughs> she like, I'm not. My, my, no, she said, at me. Go ahead and find me. I'm, right. I'm, I'm caught up. Right. <laughs> but anyway, I'm going to continue to follow the story about Doja Cat. I'm really, really sad to hear uh, this because, like I said, I really wanted her to do big things. I need some clarity, boo. Yeah. Like, she needs, she needs Anyways, to. Anyways, I see you at Coachella in October, maybe, Doja. And then you got people like her that don't get fucked. Maybe. I might get my refund. All right, all right. So, yeah, that's that's it for our segment for uh, Oh, She Messy. So, uh. Yes. We gonna go ahead and get into our. We gonna go ahead and get into our topic. All right, all right, all right. So today's topic is a compounded topic. It's it's, it's a lot of pieces to this topic, and I kind of wanted to talk about this because I really have been struggling with this as an adult because you know I'm thirty ish, you know thirty two, whatever. But um, I'm in my early thirties and. A lot of my friends that I had through, you know, the most of my life don't live where I live. You know, so we are, we're at that stage where our life, we got to start making new friends. You know, people to hang out with on a daily, people, you know, you kick it with just, you know, on an everyday basis. And we're all work professionals. You know, I'm an I'm a educator. Kalisa is a healthcare professional. And I think Michaela is something similar to both of us. She kind of do a little bit of both healthcare and childcare. So we're all working professionals. And unfortunately... Um, when you are a professional, African-American anyway, or anybody if a minority, um, most of the people in your workplace are going to be white. I mean, that's just, that's just the reality. You know, most people in the workplace are white. And, you know, as a black person, you automatically going to kick it with the other black person that work there. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I mean, if they're not too ratchet, you know, because some black people overcompensate when they're in white spaces and they, they get too black. You know what I'm saying? And, and it, 
And you know, like they they just turn up the blackness and be like, if I took you out of this space and we was just like in a car, you would not be like this. You you be you doing too much. You know what I'm saying? So them black people I tend not to fuck with too much, but for the most part, you know, the other black girl, y'all cool, the you know, the black guy, y'all cool or whatever. But you know, some of us venture out and we start kicking it with the white folks. You know what I'm saying? Like I have two really, really good friends that um I've been friends with them for years and they're white, like white bread white. You know what I'm saying? Like, uh, like ain't no confusion. They straight up white was raised in, you know, one of them was raised in an affluent, you know, environment. The other one was not, not really affluent, probably working class, but they still was, you know, white. You know what I'm saying? Like they didn't grow up in the hood at all. It was, that was that not in the inner city. None of that. They, they white. And they both, um, worked with me in the inner city school that I was teaching at. And they are some very cool people. They're some very, very cool individuals. However, I love them to death. And I will never, never change them or trade them for the world. And what I'm getting ready to say has no bearing on them as people, but just kind of like how life is set up. I can't be my 100% self with them. You know what I'm saying? Like, um, like how I'm sitting here chopping it up with Kayla and Kalisa, my conversation and the way in which I would be having that conversation would be dramatically different from if it, if I was sitting here with my two white friends. So let me let me cut in real quick. Yeah. Because I agree and I feel what you're saying real real tough. But at the same time, I never really looked at curbing how we curb our language when we speak to other people. I don't think we even realize we're doing it. We don't, like, but at the same time, I also don't look at it the same way as me not being my authentic self. I look at it in a way where I know who I'm talking to and got a cold switch well not only cold switch but it's more of a thing where it's like when i'm talking to you i might not talk to you the same way if i'm talking to michaela about the same topic just because i know who you guys are differently and how you guys may receive different messages that i'm trying to express. i agree with that but so at the I same time i mean we, you still it's not going to be dramatically different between me and Kayla. you know what i'm saying like, it's not going to be dramatically different between how I talk to you and how I might talk to, like, grandma or one of my aunties or something. Right. Yeah. But if I'm talking to my white friend, a lot of the things that I want to reference, they're not going to get it. You know what I'm saying? Like, they want to... I listen to Megan Thee Stallion. I cannot play Megan Thee Stallion in the car with my white friends. They're going to be sitting there looking extremely uncomfortable. That's just not what they do. They like Taylor Swift and shit. You know, I'm not saying that I don't like Taylor Swift, but I'm not about to just be well, banging Taylor Swift. Don't you think Swift. that that might be... Don't you think that that might be who errands are? The errands are like as individuals. I have. I'm sorry, I didn't. <laughs> but I'm just saying, you know who they are as individuals and what may or may not make them feel some kind of way. Well, I'm but I'm using them as an example, but I'm just in saying. In my case, in my case, ahead. I have a couple of white friends that I hang out with, my uh-huh. colleagues, and I have a younger guy, younger than you, who's really cool, but he's super like. I'm not gonna say with the culture, but he's aware. He's culturally yeah. aware. But I think and that's generational, though. I also think that is too. Yeah, so I have. I, out of the three of us, I'm probably the more diverse. Yeah, honestly, she has, sure. she, has, she <laughs> definitely has a very diverse. I'm not gonna fight you on that. Yeah, I, I'm probably the most like down with other people, to be honest. But I myself have a a, a white best friend, right? We've been best friends for Sorry, years, y'all like, record. since we are since we were freshmen in college. I can't like, that's the so. yeah, heavy. Uh, but we've been best friends since we were freshmen in college, right? She's super, like, like, down. Like, me, like, I feel like I can be 100% around her and stuff, but I, I feel like it kind of rubs because 
she like before she left to go to Italy, right? She left to go to Italy to go teach and stuff. So she was with her coworkers, and they went to dinner or something like that, right? So I think she like put some stuff to go or something like that, but she put in like a napkin. And she was like, "Is this ghetto?" Like to the other black people, and then I guess they like was taken back by what she said or whatever. So she texted me, and was like, "Yo, was it wrong for me to say that?" Like, like she texted me, is like, you know, to get clarity of what to do, because she's like, I don't want to come off as offensive. Mm -hmm. Like, I want people to know that, like, you know, like I'm like an ally, basically. So she's just like, you know, was that offensive, whatever? And I'm like, you know, certain things you can do with me because I won't care, and because we are comfortable enough, and I know what. I know where you stand, like, and when I tell you that this girl is white, I mean, she got cottage up north. Mine too. <laughs> she got yep. her whole family. All owns, of that. Her whole family owns a section of Jackson, Michigan. They got mines go like, on vacation every year to some <laughs> exotic place with their in-laws. Like, and mine, like, and mine has affluent parents. Right. Yeah, like they whole city. Yeah. So they're they're fully in they're fully engaged in their privilege. Just put yes. it that way. <laughs> let's, put, let's put it that way. Like, she's right. just, like, very white. Right. But anyway, so she attacks me, like, you know, I'm so sorry. Like, I, I didn't mean to offend them like that or anything like that. She's like, I just meant, like, is that just something, you know, you just take it. Is that something that's considered ratchet? Yeah. She's just like, you know, I just thought it was something ghetto. You know, taking something to go in some napkins instead of asking for a box or whatever. And I'm like, you know, it's just... You've never been to the ghetto, sis. So you don't have no, no so you have no idea. What so do you? Ghetto. I had a question. Do you think that you? She felt like she get a pass because she got a black friend. Do you think? Because I. That's how I yeah. took it. Like when you were telling that story, it sounded like she felt like she could say that shit because her best friend is black. I also and that's feel like, like. Hold on. Let her. Let her answer. Mm -hmm. Go ahead. No, no you answer. Yeah, I asked oh, you a question. And honestly, I don't think that she has a. I don't think that she felt that way that she has a pass because I told her right then there like yo. You know not to say certain stuff. <laughs> like, you know what to do. Like, you got common sense. You are a teacher in an African-American community. That don't mean a goddamn thing. I'm going to get into no, that later. But, 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 but she she knows Honey. what to and, to and don't say. But in a way, it's like, I guess, I, I just kind of wonder if she knows what's ghetto or what's not. Because, I mean, yeah, you did take something away in a, a napkin. Like, you really could ask for carry like that I don't feel like that's good. I feel like everybody does that. I mean, that's also, that also is nuance when you're talking about that type of stuff because it depends on where you eating. It depends on what you was taking. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like she was at Chili's or, or Apple's. Oh, or yeah. Like that. Don't it don't matter. Like, that whole establishment is ghetto. So, yeah, you know. So like, <laughs> and it also depends on what your idea of ghetto is. Yeah. And yeah. But I think she don't have a baseline understanding of what ghetto is. Right. And I think really what offended the other black people that were there is that she asked them. You know what I'm saying? Like, I think, I think that is where a lot of white people mess up we get into a whole different we, we're not going to tangent but i think that's why a lot of white people who are woke um you know what i'm saying or who got black friends that's where they fuck up is they think um you know what i'm saying because i'm an ally you know they use these these adjectives yeah. that that gives them some kind of permission to to say and do shit that, that really they normally would not do to black people if they didn't have those reassurances kind of like what's going on with uh mr biden you know what i'm saying kind of like that but you know we we're not even gonna talk about his ass. But anyway, vote for Biden because we gotta get Mr. Mr. Orange out of office. But anyway, we are not doing another four years of Trump. But we're not about to go there. We're not we're not going political. But anyway, um, to to kind of circle back to the topic, um, like I feel like 
a little bit of what Kalisa said is true and a little bit of what Michaela said is true that we are in some ways diluting our true selves when we are with white people because and I think this this lends to a bigger issue where black people tend to make white people comfortable and we don't even know that we're doing it and I know that's why I said like it's no fault of my friends that this is happening it's me you know what I'm saying like I tend to to want to make them feel comfortable because I'm we're so ingrained and so used to conforming in white spaces you know what I'm saying like if I go to a, like everybody got their white they white uh, voice when the bill collectors call. You know, yeah. well, hello, everybody got that. You know what I'm saying? I think that's another thing with me. Like, I feel like I, I, I don't know my tone. Like, I, I'm starting to hear it now, but I've been told that by my cousins who are black and the very, the very few African American friends that I have. They're like, you sound so different when you're around. You know, like. Your other friends. Oh, you like definitely changed. And you I was like, I, I, I'm starting to hear it now. It's like, but it's not something that I, I don't feel like I do it on purpose. So you don't, and I feel like it's just I, I naturally get around somebody, and it's just like. Oh, and I don't even think it's you necessarily being around white folks. I think what you do because you do it anytime you're talking about something seriously too. Like, when you switch the conversation from just being joking and being whatever, when you are like serious, you like you do now, like yeah. you you will change it to yeah, be. Arti- you're articulating is what you're doing. You know what I'm saying? You're being more articulate. Yeah. And it's it's kind of like, well, why can't I be articulate in my normal way? But I think that is your way because you've been doing that your entire life. It's not something that she's done just when she went to college and got around white folks. It's something she's done her whole life. So I just think that's a part of your personality. That when you articulate, you know, you do that. But then, like, do you feel like you got to articulate more white folks? But my thing is, I feel like... <laughs> my, but my thing is, like, I feel like my voice is like that, but I feel like... I change when I get around black people. Ah. I think that's what it is. I think it's so it's the reverse around, for I you. I think it's reverse when I get around black people. Is I think it's a fear of like, man, I'm tired of y'all calling me Oreos. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. I think that's what it is. It's like when I get around African-American, you know, or, or a person of color, I just feel like, you know, I, I change my voice to like. To make it more so you don't So you don't look at me differently, yeah. basically like. Yeah, you know what I Especially because, like you said, you've been chastised or what you feel like yeah. a, a negative um, standpoint from the people that you hold. It's just my life. Like, yeah. I mean, like, in the beginning, we lived on the east side. You saw it? But then, for the most part, I lived, like, in, like, great neighborhoods with, like, she, her her black experience is very different than our black experience. Like me and Kalisa was raised in the hood. Like Kalisa, Kalisa was more hood than I was. Man, if you from Detroit, if you from Detroit, she was seven miles Van Dyke. Okay, all day. Van Dyke, what up? I was West Side um, till I was sixteen. I was raised on uh, Ooh, Plymouth right. and Evergreen is where I was raised till I was sixteen. Then we moved out to Dearborn, but I still went to city. I still went to school in the city. You know, I'm I'm, I'm playing good. that.
I want to wrap back up, up into the topic. Right. I want to wrap back wrap wrap back into the topic. Like oh, I yeah. feel like uh, they they go off on tangent. We've been talking about just whatever. But I feel like um, to Kayla's point, how she was saying that she was kind of schooling her friend on what to do and what not to do. I feel like I have to do that as well. Like my friends. Like, uh, we mentioned um, that our white friends had cottages. One of my friends, her father has a condo up north Michigan, Traverse City area that we go to every summer. For the last three summers, we go up there and we do the wine tastings and all that kind of stuff, right? Now, up north Michigan is 99.999% white, okay? No other ethnicity, no black folks, Indians, Mexicans, white people, okay? So we go up there... It's either a group of us or we with our white friends, okay? We don't just go up there by yourself. So, um, you know, we go up there or whatever. And, you know, it's interesting because my other friend, her husband is this big white dude. He got, like, Norwegian heritage. So, he, like, 6'3". He real wild, all this kind of stuff. When we are out and about, Camille is glued to his side, okay? And the reason that I am glued to where I'm where he's never outside of my eyesight because I'm like, you never know how these white people set up up here. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know how you go different places. You know your white people. Yeah. I know the white people from the west side of Detroit. I know them. Mm-hmm. I can't live on the east side. These are completely different white people. This is it's, it's completely different. Their whole mentality is different. So up north white people, I don't know them. Like, we were driving up there. All we saw was Trump country. Every, it was Trump country. Mm-hmm. Okay, as soon as you got out of the metro Detroit area, mm-hmm. all you saw was maggotus, Trump, that. It, oh, honey, I was like, my nigga radar was going off. Okay, like, you need to take your black ass back home. Back to Detroit where you are safe. So, you know, but, you know, I was thug and I ain't scared. I'm a thug, you know what I'm saying? Right. These white people, as long as I got protection, you know what I'm saying? Right. <laughs> like I can do what I want or whatever, right? So basically, I had to explain to them why I felt that way, like why I didn't feel comfortable just kind of venturing out on my on my own. Like they would be like, we go to these shops, just like a whole bunch of shopping, little bitty um, shops up there, and they'd be like, oh Camille, you can go in this store, we go in this. I'm like, no, I'm gonna go with y'all. I'm not going anywhere by myself. Right. You know what I'm saying? Because and they didn't and it's and it's it's crazy that I have to explain it to them. Not really, because there's nowhere in this country really that, that they have to feel like the only. That doesn't exist for them. You know what I'm saying? This country is designed with them in mind. You know what I'm saying? Like even uh I was speaking to the point when Kayla was talking about her friend as a, a teacher in the inner city, you know what I'm saying? Even there, they don't have to cold switch. They don't have to conform. They don't, we conform to them, even the kids. You know what I'm saying? So it's it's never a situation where they have to be something other than who they are. And um, I needed to explain that to them and saying like, no, I can't, I don't feel comfortable without y'all because of these reasons and stuff. So, you know, that happened to me too. When we went up upstate to her cottage, like I said, they live like, they, they have a cottage up in Northern Jackson. Michigan, mm-hmm. right? No service, no nothing like that up there. Like, you get service, we literally have to climb on a roof. <laughs> but, like, like I said, her whole family owns, like, this town in Jackson. It's just their whole last name. Like, see a pharmacy. See this. Like, it's that's their town, right? So, you know, they don't see black people. They're like, you know, they're like, oh, she's like, oh, I'm bringing my best friend up here with me. Um, they're like, oh, what's her name? Whatever. Mikayla. Like, her name is Mikayla. Like, Throw oh, off. Really? This big black ass. Mikayla. So you know, we go up there. They looking like. 
and Kayla is a and Kayla is big and black, y'all. She ain't no <laughs> little thing, okay? She not like she said, hey, hey, I'm just saying though, Kayla, she she like what you like five ten, right? I'm not. And you know, <laughs> whatever. She's taller than most people, and then she got she has really dark, beautiful chocolate skin. So like, she ain't what you know. Michaela Hearn and her voice don't match what you see. <laughs> so you know, I I go up there or whatever, and they're just like, "Whoa, like hold on now." And I'm like, "She's like, hey, uh, I'm going to go into the pharmacy. Do you want to go in with me, or do you want to hang?" I'm like, Jennifer, I'm going wherever you go. She's mm-hmm. like, "It's okay, it's safe up here." I'm like, it's "Safe for you. you." I'm like, "It's safe for you, but you got to understand where I'm coming from." And yeah. that's when we. That's what I love about her because she would sit there and she would listen. She's yeah. like, "Okay." And I, I think she's she's like I get it. I understand you're uncomfortable. I'm going to try to make this comfortable for you. But she's like I understand you will not be comfortable in any situation up here because you are going to be the only black person. Yeah. yeah. Like she told me that before we even went up there. She's like you're going to be the only black person. But her like she really is one of them people that just does not see color. And that and a part of me is and like that's, that's a kinda, problem. A part of me is like I don't like that. Jennifer. That's like, a problem. Yeah. I'm like, <laughs> I need you to see color because you in order in order to, you got to see color to understand why I feel yeah. the way that I feel and then like I was saying and like you like, said she, she's a teacher she, she gets uncomfortable mm-hmm. for me but like she doesn't want to get uncomfortable and I think I think that's and okay so to like kind of bring this full circle it's a it's it's us issue and it's a them issue um we need to stop making white people comfortable first of all we need mm-hmm. to stop yeah putting them in, in positions where they don't have to compromise. Where it's okay. And then they have to learn how to be uncomfortable because the truth ain't never comfortable. You know what I'm saying? In order to change something, it, it usually got to put you in some uncomfortable situations mm-hmm. in order for things to change. So, like, as I've matured as a person and um, also as my, my friendship has matured with these two women, I have been being more myself around them like i would even go so far as to like really think about some shit that i would post on facebook because i knew they would see it and i didn't want to offend them and i'm not saying this to them because i love them but fuck them you know what i'm saying like i'll post whatever i want to post because it's it's true it rings true to me Mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying like i might put like some like that's some white people shit and be like man i don't want to make my like who cares you know what i'm saying it is some white people shit you know what i'm saying like i i feel like us as black people we have got to stop making white folks comfortable and thinking and you know, about that. I, I went full circle and I did I did that to her actually. I was like, you know what? I'm gonna put you in a situation with black people. Just me, I put her in that situation too. It was me, like five of my other friends, right? Like this like I really don't let people over my house unless I'm like really comfortable with you. So mm-hmm. I had like, you know, like a little mini kickback. She was the only white person, my other friends came, like these are like straight black people from Toledo, right? Northside. Northside. Man, they smoking, they drinking. I don't, I don't smoke or anything like that, but I let people do it in my house or whatever, you know, as long as it airs out. You know, we frying chicken, all that stuff, like... Real she, nigga shit. Like, real nigga <laughs> shit. Like, listening to, like, music, you know, listening to rap, shit. like, like, Detroit music. And I just had her, I had her there, you know, and I had my goddaughter there, like, she was just, play, like, flipping around, like, Planting her hair and all that stuff. And I was like, how you feeling or whatever? She's like, this is different. And I'm like, right. You see how I felt up north? I see. But she's never really going to feel what you felt because she, as a white person, she knows she's safe. You know what I'm saying? Like, okay, one of my friends, 
Yeah, One of my friends had an experience. I won't go into it because that's her story to share. And she would come into the city. She's white. And she would come into the city to, you know, procure things or whatever. And she comments that she never felt in danger. I feel some kind of way going to the city at night. And I'm from the city. I'm black. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't even feel comfortable. Like, that's something that I still would be like, yeah, no, nah, it's after 11. I ain't going on Dexter. You can kiss right. my ass. You know what I'm saying? Right. But, it's Dexter, but because this person <laughs> is white, they knew that they were going to be safe. You know what I'm saying? It's kind of like this whole the gentrification thing that is going on. Like, white people will move into the most ratchet uh, neighborhoods and be totally okay with walking they, they yeah. baby and they go to retrieval because they like I wish a nigga would basically you know what I'm saying like, like, you know? Like my grandma uh, uh, my grandma she lives on uh, Jefferson right like not Jefferson I forgot where she lives somewhere on the east side right mm-hmm. but it used to be the straight up hood like nobody ever go there why if we went over there last week not last week, but before this pandemic and stuff. Oh, kind of like they between got, Gross Point and Detroit? Yeah, like... Mm-hmm. Morningside, they had, yep. They had line more, uh, scooters down yep. there now. Yep. And a charging station. I said, now... Oh, this, gentrification in Detroit. This ain't so the real. next level gentrification. I don't know what it is. You know where else I saw some e-bikes at? I saw them on uh, Evergreen and Grand River. Which, uh... Yeah. Actually, not Evergreen. It was Southfield. Like, between Southfield and Evergreen. Yeah. Like, I mean... I love them line bikes. I love them scooters. I yeah. So, Kalisha, you've been kind of silent on topic. I mean, you got a lot of friends. Like, silent. The whole thing is, I my thought on it, and the whole point of what I like to think, because I agree with everything that's been posed, or I mean, I never looked at it from those perspectives. Mm-hmm. In my mind, it's a it's a thing, and it's a question more about individual level of cultural competency. Mm-hmm. So when I say that term, I'm saying, okay, like I said earlier, I don't think that I'm not being my authentic self because I know who I'm speaking to and I know who my audience is. So even though I might be tailoring my language, my verbiage, I'm tailoring it so that that person I'm talking to will receive the message that I'm sending. But I'm saying though, it's not me being, not being me. I'm Mm -hmm. still who I am. Well, yeah, absolutely. Even in that message that I'm spending, even in a kickback, a regular time, whatever, whoever I'm engaged with, whoever I'm talking to, I don't feel like those people are, honestly, we back it up all the way, all the way. I don't feel like anybody gets my authentic self. Period. That's real. Aquarius And I will shit. say that. <laughs> I want to go and say that because I feel like I'm only me with somebody that I'm all the way stripped down Yeah, with. that's very true. And I'm not going to say that I'm not being me when I'm with you, when I'm with my parents, when I'm with my coworkers, when I'm with people that I'm working with. I'm still who I am. I'm just a part of who I am in the sense of who, what you need to see from me. Right. So I don't think of it as a... Uh, I'm not me. I just think of it as this is all I'm giving you. Oh, and I've you seen that. that. I've seen yes. that firsthand too because I've known Kalisa all my life. Obviously, like she's my older cousin. Not, but me and Kalisa went on a two-day, three-day trip with each other to them Smoky Mountains, and I was like, "Who is this?" Like, Kalisa's a different, turned-up person. Yeah. Than what I'm used to seeing, like what I'm used to seeing. I think I probably have seen all of you just because we share so many spaces together. Right. So like what you saw, I probably already didn't experience that. But it's something you know? that I probably have seen before. Well, you have, you just didn't recognize it. And my thing is, I'm more of a compartmentalized person. Yes. So I don't say it like I have to be 
100% Kalisa in every aspect of my life. Because I always look at it like I'm Kalisa, period. Regardless if you're getting 50%, a quarter, whatever. I'm still me. But like I said, I'm choosing to show you who I'm showing you at that point in time. Mm -hmm. Based off of whatever it is that we're doing in the context of the situation. Mm -hmm. So if I feel like this is a space in which I want to be fully engaged, partly engaged, uh, more appropriate, more professional, more friendly, more whatever. It's always in context of the situation. True that. And the situation on top of that of who I'm with. I think, and I think that's more so what we're talking about, because like we're talking about a friend space. You know what I'm saying? So it's not really a professional space, not really like a casual space. It's all like within friendship. So, and I feel like, and, then, and what I'm talking about is, I've been friends with these women literally since like 2013, 14. So it's been a couple of years. So, so at this point in a, in a friendship, you know, you usually are very comfortable with one another. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I feel like if they were my black friends mm -hmm. i would be even more comfortable so on that note because you said i have a lot of friends yeah i got a lot of friends i do but i also compartmentalize my friends that's true so my friends i have different level of friendships yes mm -hmm. she does that i can yeah that is very so, true <laughs> but that's also because i'm only going to allow certain people really close to me period i'm not going to let anybody to my core that I feel like don't need to be there or that's not going to understand. Well, I think everybody does that. I think everybody, I think does, everybody does, does that I definitely too. have only mingled maybe one of, maybe two of my friends with other friends. One of my friends, yeah. I, like I really never even brought my friends around my family except for one of them. Mm -hmm. like, yeah, I, I think friend groups, it. I definitely think everybody does that. They have friend groups for different things. Yeah, You know what I'm saying? But I, I think more so what this conversation is about is, you know, those white friends specifically. See, you know what I'm saying? My white friends aren't in my space as close to yours. So your white friends my are white acquaintances. Friends are, my are they acquaintances or are they friends? Well, How would you define them? Because I'm talking, me, I have, they're my friends. And that's a different, yes. that's a different definition than what I have. My so white person me, is my best friend. Right. So I'm saying like. I don't like, have any best friend people that I'm going to tell all my business to. Right. So like I, I feel like you them. have a different perspective. I have a because different you, Now let me ask you this question. Mm -hmm. Have you not allowed them in that space because they're white? Or is, no, is it because they're. Because it. you have separated them as these are my coworkers and they're going to. I feel like it's space. a level of progression. For me, okay. it's more of a thing where, like you say, it's a time elapsed, it's an experience that we've shared elapsed, it's different things that we've encountered together, and I've seen you, how you interact in that time, time and space, how you talk, whatever happens when that moment when we were interacting. Mm -hmm. So if I've seen, for instance, my best friend, who's not Caucasian, yeah, but in my we were also that's just right. <laughs> she she <laughs> will make an appearance on this show eventually. Yeah, she did. Like, she is. She is. But. My best friend was a co-worker of mine. Yeah. She was not a day one friend. And she's not somebody that I've been through the trenches That's true. Y'all did evolve. That's so, true. So, in the evolution of our friendship, I had, we had been posed multiple different exposures of experiences. Mm -hmm. Where I was able to see how she handled herself. Yeah. In different situations. And she, in turn, was able to see how I handled myself. Mm -hmm. So it was really like a trust thing. Okay, I see how you do here. I like that. That's cool. I mess with it. Same in turn. And then you just graduate into different spaces organically. As opposed to just time passing. 
Because well, you can know somebody. Yeah, for a I feel time. like I feel like well see and, and it's the same with my two friends. Mm-hmm. Like we were we shared we okay, let me put it this way. The three of us just organically clicked. Right. Just on personality. We just organically clicked. And because of that, we were partner teachers and we spent so much time together, we realized that we organically clicked. You know right. what I'm saying? Because, you know, like some coworkers you would be cool with, but you don't spend a whole lot of time with them. And, you know what I'm saying? Like, and yeah. at the office party or y'all do something, you're like, oh, I really like you. Blah, blah, right. blah. Right. But since I was able to spend a whole bunch of time with them and was able to have conversations with them, mm-hmm. we, we were able to see that, man, we really, you know, vibe with one another. Right. And because we clicked so organically, we actually started to be like, hey, let's do this. Hey, let's do that. Like, we actually were intentional in our friendships. And I also feel on that note, a lot of my white people friendships, acquaintances, um, whatever title you want to put on it, coworkers, whatever, professional relationships, they don't make it. They don't graduate in level. Right. They and I, and I they think, are because of the shared experiences. Right. And I, I definitely feel like my two friends are anomalies mm-hmm. because I have like I said I have been working in the inner city since 2012 as an educator and every building I've ever worked in has had has been majority white folks you mm-hmm. know what I'm saying like I go back to my main point in a professional environment most people are white mm-hmm. even in the inner city you know teaching so most of the people that are white so I've made I've been cool with a lot of my white co-workers but none of them have made the strides to form that relationship. Right. Whereas these two girls, these two women did. You know what I'm saying? And I think that that's a big part of what you're talking about. Is even you were like, nah. And they was like, nah. Like, I'm cool with where we are right now. And that's cool. And I don't think of that as curbing who you are as an individual. No, but I think that... I think what we're saying and what we're talking about is what you're saying is what we naturally lean to for conversation or like what you're saying right that's what i'm saying like i feel like because we don't have that shared experience Mm -hmm. we kind of come in with this prejudice that we cannot be friends because we don't have those shared experiences Mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying like i feel like michaela is a good example of this like Mm -hmm. she doesn't have a lot of shared experience with black people Mm -hmm. but she does with a lot of people of different mind of different races so she gravitates towards those those people right so i feel like the shared experiences is where is really what this is about. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, Not so right. much about race. Mm-hmm. I, I really, okay, because we're American, it, it does everything you got to do with race. Everything but right. I really feel like the, the, the really big thing here is because we all don't have those shared experiences. It's not something that, that's, you're not somebody, I'm about to be like, hey, let's go kick it because after a while, we're going to run out of shit to talk about. Yeah. After we done talking about work, you know, it's or like, where I met you, what else is there to talk about? We don't have anything else in common. You know, and I feel like um, me and my two friends, we had to learn each other so that we yeah. would have different things to talk and about. And honestly, really, in the development of who we are as individuals and mm-hmm. the development of friendships with other people who are individuals, yeah, we also have to understand that it's all about talking and listening. Yeah. So if Build I want to sit here, and even, right. though, even though I might assume Kayla, because she's African-American, she's got a lot of the same shared experiences that uh-huh. I have. So I'm going to just talk to her the same way I talk to any other black person. And she may or may not respond to it the way that I expect her to respond to it. Right. And when she doesn't, then what? Right. Then you'd be like, it's, she weird. You know, black people... Right. Black people are real bad at that. You know, like, if, if a black... You see somebody that's black and they don't 
share the same experiences or they don't see it the same way you do right we want to ostracize those people right. and that's really something that we have really got to stop doing and that kind of talks goes back into that whole point we talking about back in the style and doja mm -hmm. cat how they're just being their authentic selves and they like fuck what y'all think and everybody loves them for it yeah you know what i'm saying and i mean that's really what people love people for in general being yeah. real regardless my girl tabitha brown hey come on i don't know what? what? Oh my God! Hello there. Are you serious? Cause that's your business, honey. Cause that's my business. That's your business, honey. With the garden party, she don't know who's having the rock. Okay, first of all, don't you go there, miss. We're not. We're we're not gonna have her back on the show anymore. Don't do me like that. The vegan chef. Oh, okay. With the with the I know with the carrot bacon. Okay, I know. I know. Okay, but you should know her by the name. Okay, well I didn't know her by the name. Okay, excuse me. Oh my God! I know Tay. I know Donna. I know Chance. I Come on, okay. Choice. Yeah, What's they said name? Quick. Okay, I know who she is. I just What's didn't know her name? name. Excuse me. Is it Quick? Camille and Michaela almost kicked me out of the cookout. Choice is their daughter. Point is, I don't watch the videos. I don't follow it. It don't really bother me. She really me bad on social media. I'm really not really into all don't that. Don't try to. If you so start her on social media, she ain't gonna answer. I might answer if you cute. In a week or three. I might answer if I want. Hey. That means sliding them DMs. That's basically what she's saying. <laughs> or not, because I really don't. I'm not emotionally available at this point. First of all, ain't nobody emotionally or <laughs> physically available because we about to do Zoom dates until 2022. Okay. And Zoom dates is whack, bro. Have y'all tried one of them? I haven't tried one of them, but talking on Zoom is just like, okay, I'm good. First of all, you feel like you're at work. Let's start. Uh, that's why I did a voluntary layoff after that last meeting. <laughs> I said, I text my manager, my uh, supervisor. I said, is it really worth it, me working? She said, you were going to lay off? Yes. I said, yes, sign my papers. I wish. Oh, my God. I and that's it. what I did. Because after that, I said, I can't do this. I don't have the attention span. I'm looking down at my phone. <laughs> <laughs> it's a regular meeting. What you mean? First I don't have the attention span at the meetings. I wish I had the option of a voluntary layoff as an essential mm -hmm. deemed employee. This shit is for the birds. Uh, technically, I, before this, if the schools were still open, I would be essential. Whatever. Oh, but the schools, the schools are closed, so Michaela is not essential. In that. Hey, hey, hey. Give me a little bit more. Y'all, we drinking this glorious uh, margarita mix. And when I tell you, if you have not tried this, be prepared, okay? Like Scar said, be prepared, bitch, because this shit is quite strong. You know what I'm saying? First of all, also be prepared for the fact that they put a little spout drain And it on does it. not and pour. And it's quite irritating yes. because they're acting like we in the bar. Because I think this got so much liquor content, they probably have to. Yes, you know what I'm saying? I'm pretty sure you could just take it. They got right. Well, first of all, no, that don't make no sense because the regular bottles of any kind of real you liquor right. don't have no spot. You know, the only things they got these on there are like the grenadines and stuff. You feel me? Oh. Well, they need to quit playing. I need, I need to see all parts of it. They this. don't need to have that little um, filter on there. Okay, so let's pivot the conversation a little bit. So, you know, I think uh, to summarize what we talked about in this first part of the conversation is that really the, 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 the block between black and white friendships is the shared experiences shared and that and you have to, to right and the ability mm -hmm. right and you have and that's what i was gonna say like you have to take the time to build those and create those shared experiences so that your friendship has a foundation and that you both can feel comfortable with one another regardless of what it is that you're doing or taking part in now to pivot a little bit i want to talk about making friends in your 30s kayla ain't quite there how old are you 
26. She all, oh, sh- damn, girl. <laughs> You're 26. You tw- wait, it's July yet? You 27. Okay, she's 27. Maybe feel better. Okay, so I'm about to say, like, bitch. Okay. Twenty six for another month. We definitely six years older because I'm thirty three already, and I'll be thirty three in September. So yeah, but anyway, so what do you guys think about uh, making friends in or new friends later? You know, me in midlife. You know what I'm saying? Because I find it quite difficult. Um, I like I excuse me, like I mentioned before, most of my friends I made. I'm a Virgo. I think I mentioned that before, and Virgos don't have a lot of friends. We make lifetime friends uh, is what we make, and so when I make a friend and you, I call you my friend. You my friend for the rest of my life, and that's that. And I don't need nobody else fucking mother hoes. That's how I feel. However, yes, you know I'm, I'm getting possessive. So anyway, don't be trying to act like I'm. Uh, what is this, Solomon Grundy? Let's just try to act like her. I want you to see this whole face. Fuck you. <laughs> You know, my cousin, you know, they all work. They, you know, like we have a, we, um, we're very close-knit family. So growing up, my friends were my cousins. Well, now we all in our 30s got, you know, our own shit going on. So we're not always going to be easily accessible to one another. So now I'm in a space where I'm like, damn, I, I need people to chill with. You know what I'm saying? Just to be like, hey, you want to go to the bar? You want to do this? You want to do that? Let's do that in the third or whatever, right? So, like, I have just found it difficult to... First of all, I meet people that I click with. And then when I do meet those people to kind of maintain those relationships, because usually I transition away from wherever I met that person and we saw each other daily, you kind of move away from them. And then the maintaining part gets difficult because then it's like, okay, now we don't work together or we're not in the same space. So now it's a little bit more difficult for us to see one another. Does that mean that I let the friendship dissolve? Or, you know, what? how does that work? And so that's what I've been trying to navigate the last couple of years. So what do y'all take on that? Well, me, I'm always open to, like, I don't know. I think I, I'm very, like, open to talking to people. Like, I have no problem with meeting new people or, like, you know, like, if I'm in a bar next to somebody, I'm like, hey, what's up? Like, that's just kind of who I am. So, like, I have no problems with, you know, meeting friends and stuff. Like, and, and you know, when people always say, like, that no new friends and all that stuff, like, when Drake came out that song, you know, they talking about no new friends and stuff like that. I thought that was kind of whack because I'm like, yeah. it's always it's always fun to meet new people. Yeah, you should like, have room in your life. You should them. always evolve into, you know, it's, I don't know, like, every step of your life as you mature and all that stuff, you need a new person. I mean, not necessarily you always need a new person, but it's always fun to be acceptable of a new person to come yeah. to your life, you know, who's there, you know, they're at the same speed as you, to be yeah. honest. Cause like now in my life now, where I'm at, I work for the state of I, Michigan. Jesus, I do not. <laughs> I work for the state of Ohio, so like you know like, I'm like oh you work for the state, so I work for the state. I got state money. 
in the story and I got state benefits. So now in my life, my friends are all professionals. Mm-hmm. I do have some friends who are not quite professional. You know, they have good jobs, but they're not in any professional setting. Their mindsets are very different. Yeah, so it's like a lot different. That's I think true. I got into an argument with uh, one of my really, really, really good friends, and she had made me so mad. And I don't even remember what the argument was about, and this was like months and months and months ago. She made me so mad, and I was like, you know what? I can't even be friends with a bitch who made less than half of what I made. Dude, like, and I, I heard a beat. And I said, like, like, I remember that. I heard a beat. <laughs> yeah. And that's not even something that I would, like, I tell you, like, that I would say. I don't, I don't throw out that I make money or, you know, anything like that. But it's just like, your mom said, now where I'm at. Like you make yeah, and, I, and, I think, and guess what? You make it twelve dollars an hour, which I have no problem with. That people can make and you can survive if you know what to do with your money. Right. But girl, you making less than half. I definitely, I definitely see where you understand where you're coming from. And I think, and I think that's why I'm having issues because as a professional, I literally have to think about the circles that I run with because it affects me. Like if you somebody that's doing some shit you ain't supposed to be doing, I get caught up. You affected my livelihood. You know what I'm saying? So I I do think that, and then like, it kind of moves back to what Kalisa was saying is how you you package shit for the different people that you with. And if somebody who you know, I'm not saying that people who are not college educated are not intelligent. That's not at all what I'm right. saying. Please I don't know. take that out of context. My but like people, but people who are not college educated who did not have that shared experience, sometimes they miss the point a lot of shit you say. Yeah. And then or sometimes they perceive, they perceive it. And I know when I first came home from college, I got this a lot where people thought I was better than them because I had a college degree. And I'm like, I ain't no different. I just got credentials now. I'm the same person. Now on that note, you know? now on that note, I also feel like, oh, excuse me, that was nasty. Y'all said don't come back. <laughs> yeah. I also feel like when it comes to Making friends, mm-hmm. right? There's a difference between starting conversation and being a um, a light or a socialite in a public space, mm-hmm. and and like you say, building and maintaining friendships. Right. So there's an easy way where you could just be sitting on the wall or at the table with somebody and you just striking up a conversation. And that I do, I could do that very that's, personal. That's different than actually yeah. um, connecting with that person. Mm-hmm. And then that person come with you through your journey in life. Right. Whatever, however long, whether it's seasonal or long-lasting. And that's another thing. Some people are seasonal. And I also feel like um, when you have that in mind, when it comes to making new friends, because I have made and developed a lot of friendships in my life. But my friendships, like I said, they have been compartmentalized or they are just at different levels Mm -hmm. because of different reasons. So for me, personally, when it comes to making new friends, I've come to a point where no new friends to me is a real thing. Well, yeah, because but, and that's just to me because, like I said, I've already in my twenties had a lot of. I threw a lot of hooks out in the sea. Yeah, you did. You have and not only in my twenties, but I've maintained and drug all my my friendships, most of my friendships from my childhood with me. Yeah. So I've done a, a semi decent job, I would think, of maintaining and continuing relationships long lasting with things from the past as well as developing friendships from different spaces that I've had encountered throughout my 20s. So I got my college friends. I got 
I got my, my work friends, my first work friends with my first job, you know, and then I got my, my second set of work friends for my second job. And then I got a third set of work friends for my third job. Now, yes, they do taper off, but because I had so many casted lines out there, it makes it where I don't feel like I need any new friends, mm-hmm. personally, because I already have to. Well, you're fulfilled. And, and, and I'm not only am I fulfilled, I just feel like it might be a place where it's, I'm not going to say oversaturated, but it's a thing where you don't need a lot of friends if you already have those mm-hmm. faces mm-hmm. filled. And see that's that's what I'm saying is I don't. So that's when it comes to when it comes to me and thinking about new friends because like Kayla, I don't have a problem with opening myself up to bringing new friends along with me on this journey of life that we're on. Mm-hmm. I I develop friends all the time and a lot of the times if I like you like you and if you cool with me, I'm going to keep bringing you with me. I don't have a problem with maintaining friends. Yeah, I'm not but, like I'm not so much as looking for friends, but yeah. like they come along, they come along. They come along, like, right? Like, they like hit you, you they like, hit you I'm very much so satisfied. Mm-hmm. Like I have my groups of friends. I have friends. I go to the museums mm-hmm. for a happy hour with, and I have friends that you know we go to the bar, and I have friends and a cousin that I travel with. Oh, mm-hmm. I hate them. <laughs> and then I have friends who live out of town, and right. I can go to their house. Like, like. Last year, I went to Coachella and I stayed with one of my really, really, really good friends. I call him my girl. She was in a damn tent in the middle of the desert, mm-hmm. not the whole time. <laughs> girl, she was really going to right. like that. I, I, she was like she but was, it was an experience that you had that you, that you're she didn't even go. Yeah. I wasn't. Hey, I was supposed to go. I wasn't. First of all, did I not mention that I am a teacher? I'm broke. These hoes don't get it. I don't care. <laughs> And I work for the state of Michigan. You don't work for the state of Michigan. I work for the state of Ohio. Oh, and by the way, let me say this. By the way, before somebody go in here talking about we're supposed to be quarantining, the governor, Big Gretch, said we could be in groups of 10 or less. So y'all can kiss my ass. Technically, that 10 or less has already been stated by the federal Trump that we We ain't been nowhere. I ain't been nowhere. We went to my mama's house. We all right. We all checked out. Right. Test right. negative on Monday. I got antibodies, y'all. So that means she had. She's asymptomatic, but she's not contagious. I might. But wasn't necessarily asymptomatic. I just didn't know I had it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's in retrospect that we discovered that's that I had one of. That's that Capricornian shit. Got to be specific. Anyway, well, specificity I tested, is. I tested negative on Monday, and I ain't been nowhere since then. Point is, taking it back to the friendship thing. Right. So, (laughs) when it comes to making new friends, and me, I don't put the effort out as much as I used to. And when I say effort, I mean just, like you say, being open, being understanding. It's very surface level. Yeah, it's more so like, okay, we're here in this time, in this moment. It's very present. It's very just here in the now. Mm -hmm. But it's not like, okay, well, let me think about laying a groundwork for tomorrow. I'm not thinking about that when I meet people nowadays. Now, if I so happen to when I when I do meet you and the groundwork is laid during our interaction, so be it. But at this point in time, I almost feel like, hey, I'm good. Like, I kind of I kind of feel that. Like, I don't. Okay, let me let me backtrack a little bit because it's not like I'm out here like, hey, you want my friend? Like, I'm not like that. I'm not desperate <laughs> like that. Okay, but like, please, I have. I have people that I've met in different stages of my life, and I'm very personable to people, you know what I'm saying? But at the same time, I'm kind of standoffish. That's that Virgo shit. Um, and so, like, 
I only allow people somewhat, like, I let them get their pinky wet, and then that be it. Like, oh, that's enough, you know? So I think, for me, it's it's making myself available to develop those relationships further than where they are. You know what I'm saying? Like, because people can read energy. They know when you don't really want to be fucking bothered. And you know what I'm saying? And I think that is the space that I was in for a lot of years in my life. I felt like... You know what I'm saying? Like, we just co-workers. You know what I'm saying? Like, I come here to get a check and leave. You know, and I don't need no so friends. You know, true. and I think, but now I'm in a space where I'm like, well, shit. You know what I'm saying? And I think quarantine is, is exacerbating it. I've been drinking, y'all. I've been drinking. But uh, <laughs> I think quarantine has made that a little bit worse. You know what I'm saying? Because we've been isolated. So now I'm like, man, you craving social interactions. True. So um, I'm going I'm to I'm revisit this in a couple weeks once, you know, the world open back up or whatever. And I'm able to kind of move Because right now we're at world stop. <laughs> we're waiting for the carryover. Why would Beyonce always be able to have some fr- uh, some soundtrack to I cannot. Who is Beyonce? I'm gonna say carry on. <laughs> carry on. Like Beyonce, tell us when we can we can I'm carry on. I'm ready to take my carry on. I'm ready, girl. Somewhere. Man, this whole world stop has been in my brain since it started, okay? Right. But yes. Yeah, I'm a, like I said, like I'm never like I'm I'm not actively I'm, I don't think I've ever actively looked for. Yeah, I'm not, I don't yeah, think anybody's acting like, good yeah. for a friend. But, like, right now, like, I'm not, like, I, like, but it has happened because, like I said, like, last year I went to Coachella with my with one of my really good friends, right? And we were in the tent, and guess what? We met this dude, and we still talk to him today. Mm-hmm. And he's just, like, he was from Minnesota. He's like, you guys, you got to come to Minnesota Here's my address. When you get here, please call me. You're staying with me. Yes, wait a minute. Hold on. Let's swing that back to Michaela is not having the same share experience as black <laughs> because we would never. <laughs> I don't know. I feel I mean, like I would be a part of that if I was. I mean, for, if you say that if, somebody if, if, if you were with her, if you was with me, you'd be like, I'm, like, I'm not going to this white man's house. If it was me and you and Coachella, we would have had a whole different experience. Right. <laughs> been there and just us it was just us against the To the summer, even though we live 15 minutes from each other, they like I'm I'm just that type of person. They like, man, 
man, you are. We will see you in the summer. From from summer to October, when we go to like this uh, little Halloween fest. After that, man, they know. They know I ain't coming out. Like it's just, I'm just like a really. I don't know. Summer, I'm a real life bear. I'm hibernating. <laughs> I'm gonna stay with my be- my best friend. You know, we still hang out and stuff like that. Yeah. But other than that, man, they they know for a fact. And he, like, he just messaged me the other day, like, man, summer taking you away from me to do this. He's like, this, I ain't gonna see you this summer, am I? And I'm like, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, and I, I, I can attest to that. I got a friend that lived literally across the street from me, and I do not like. I, we we probably see each other. 10 times a year at that and like she's right across the main street that I, you know the main road that I live on and it's like it's no reason that we can't chill and we just don't and I think I think a lot of us millennials are just like we we have to recharge well not only that I also feel like a lot of it is contextual which is life right so we work we take care of home we pay our bills we do what we have to do immediately for ourselves mm-hmm. and even though we have a friend that's right down the street that person is also doing the same thing that we're doing. And it's just really hard for us to cross paths over and over. And well, see, I, that's, that, yeah, that's a point, but that's not what I'm saying. I'm right. saying, like, we, you know how you see somebody, like, we got to kick it. All right, we, I'm going to call you, girl. You call, we're going to set something up. And then you don't need one of y'all reach out to but us. I also feel like that's just something that we do. You, you know, that happened to me yesterday, honestly. <laughs> me and my other cousins were supposed to go in the parking lot. So they never parking. showed up. No, we never even talked to each other. <laughs> they were all on Facebook so we, we, we never even take you each other to up. say man, we was all supposed to go to a parking lot at Jabbar parking lot and like we was like oh, we all just drink, chill out you know, hang out, whatever. Never did it. Never even text each other to say anything. I went with my daddy to go get a dog. <laughs> yeah, and I, I think I think I really feel like I feel like we just a lot of us. Stuff. I think a lot of us do that. Like we'll make plans, and it everybody will just be like, "Nah, I ain't gonna do that." Or and I also feel busy. like, well, yeah, no, I don't even think it's that it nice. Just, it just sounds I think a lot of it is just because we also know that most you think it's obligatory. You think it's? I don't think it's obligatory. I just think it's it's just habit in a way. Like you know how in the morning you say, "Hey, good morning, how are you?" I don't. I might not actually care how are you. You know what I'm saying? But we say it because it's just about the context of our society. When you say good morning, how you been? Woo, woo, woo. I don't. They made their own plans though. But they didn't. See, the whole thing is they were saying it because on Facebook that's just how the context of the conversation was going. So you get caught up in the conversation. And I don't take nothing on Facebook seriously. We and I never phone, exactly. If you ain't talk on the phone and send no text messages, it's not concrete. It's not real. Yeah. So I also feel like until that happens, you also take it with a face value. Okay, face value. People say stuff at face value all the time. Now my question is, why do people do that? Like, what? What? We like, really don't need to. It sounds good. At the moment. I, I mean, it just feels. And then at the moment, you might actually feel that way. Yeah. You might actually feel like, you told me we hey, we need to get together, right we need now. to do this. You told me we was going to hang out right now, like when we was talking, I would do it. But you because you're in a different space right yeah. now. You but like, you I'm telling me later, I'm feeling good. good. I, I mean, now I got to get up. I yeah, you know what I'm saying? So I just, I really, stuff in it. It really I don't know. I guess I, I guess I don't commit to shit that, I don't, that I'm not going to do. Like, I, I guess I'm different. Like, I, if I say I'm going to do something, I'm going to do I it. I mean, but is it a commitment if it wasn't a on the phone? Yeah. Uh, but no, if I say I'm gonna do something, I'm going to do it for the most yeah, part. That's, like I when like if, that, I, if I if I make the don't lie, don't no, I am. <laughs> I do believe I look. Kalisa is one of those people that mean what she say when she 
but ten minutes later, yeah. it's a whole different because, story. Because as she said earlier, Kalisa was supposed to go to Coachella with me last year. <laughs> now see, look, that was a whole different thing. Yes, was on the play and by the whole conversation. Look, Kayla's playing me. Kayla played me. I paid that money for Coachella. I was going to go, but I did not pay for my airplane ticket earlier. So when I saw the prices for Coachella, when I was ready to buy my airplane ticket, I changed my mind because the airplane ticket cost me. Way much more than what I wanted to spend. And I should have bought my ticket when I bought my Coachella ticket, but I was broke because I'm a physical therapist and I don't make that much money. But at the end of the day, I knew that it's about planning and I didn't plan personally, personally correct. So that was my fault. And I had to take a giant L on that. And to this day, I'm still upset at myself. To this day. Well, long all right, so uh, we had to take a short commercial break. Not really, though. Like, somebody called me. You know what I'm saying? Like, Spam Likely is back to work, okay? Because that's who just called me. Duh. Anyways, uh, we had to take potty yeah, breaks. You know, she could have put her phone in the United States. Okay, first of all, don't nobody call me no way. So, y'all just told y'all I need to make friends. <laughs> so, anyway, we had to take some potty breaks. We had a little bit of dessert. We got into it, whatever. So, uh, we're going to end the segment here. So, that, I think that was a really good conversation about friendship in our in our 30s or whatever. And almost 30s for Kayla. No and new friends. That's a real thing. What about your friends? Exactly. I mean, I, I feel like it's room for friendship in, in this See, part of our lives. we got people with three different standpoints. But I don't feel like I need to make friends with new people. I feel like I need to foster friendships with people I already know. There you go. Ding, ding, ding. I think that's really where it is. So I need to transition from we acquaintances and co-workers to we actually have a friendship kind of relationship. Guys, Kalisa is six feet closer to me. I don't like this. That's not six feet. We've been drinking liquor. Yeah, we good. It's killing everything we got going on anyway. Don't put this dirty ass pillow from That me. pillow is dirty. That's Please. literally just. That's going to be worse than the corona. But yeah, it is. Those are going to go out of trash. Put them in the garbage. Oh, we eat on something that's dirty like that. Okay, <laughs> you just put your plate on. You got like you put your food on the pillow. Yeah. These are going in the trash. <laughs> Kalisa, okay, first of all, we're gonna we're gonna end this segment here. Uh, Kalisa, you want to give out your social handle? No, because I don't have one. Okay, she totally does. Go, 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 go on your Instagram. Go, my Instagram. <laughs> go back to my Instagram. And now I'm, I know I sound like I'm really old and like I don't understand these things, but I do. She toasted y'all. Really, that's really what's happening. I really just don't under. I don't even remember what my names are. So Instagram at Kelly underscore Kool Aid. K A L I underscore Kool Aid with a K. K-O-O-L-A-I-D. Boom. And then you got Facebook, which is the one that I'm more active on, just because it's the oldest one. That one's Callie Kaleo. K-A-L-I underscore. No, ain't no underscore. It's a space. Kaleo. K-A-L-E-O. There you go. Oh, the struggle. Okay, Kayla, <laughs> what's your social media handle? I mean, only one you need to know is my Snapchat, and that's mhern2. M h e a r n two. I have Snapchat, but I don't like it. I've downloaded and uninstalled Snapchat so many times. <laughs> well, that's the difference between. But 2026 years old. The 80s, the 80s, so, 80s millennials and the 90s millennials. I, I'm only okay with Instagram. <laughs> right. Okay, so my Instagram again is uh, Mrs. Geneva, M R S G E N E V A. I'm so happy to be married, boy. Okay, first of all, that sounds like a hater to me. I ain't say that about me being. Kayla, I don't think she meant for it to be haterish. It's just funny that Camille forgot again what her shit was before she said it. I didn't forget it. You said, you said, 
I just be watching people, and uh, y'all need my Facebook because you know, you know, y'all need to know my life. That's like right. That. I almost don't know if I should have gave y'all Facebook. But y'all well, you did. You did. So it is what it is. Don't don't follow her on Facebook. Just go on her Instagram. That's all right. Ain't nobody gonna listen to this with our family anymore. <laughs> <laughs> people might get through it. I know. I know. I'm gonna put it in the universe. I'm about to blow up Shuet and whatever. Blow you know. So yeah, uh, that's it for. I have a thought about that. Um, I am attempting to make this a weekly podcast. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm gonna do this. Okay, we can do the next episode right now. So we go. We about to bust into the next episode. Uh, we will see y'all next week. Y'all have a beautiful day. Stay safe. Put your goddamn mask on. Wash your funky ass hands. And seconds. you know, twenty seconds and, and all of that. Hand hand sanitizers. Uh, respect the six six feet social distancing. And you know, say your prayers. Y'all have a good evening, oh, or day, or whatever time of the day you listen to this. Peace out. I have a thought about that. Is a weekly podcast that covers many topics from pop culture and friendship to religion and health. Join your host, Camille, a middle-of-the-road black professional millennial, as she shares her overly opinionated views on life and living. Tune in each week for a great conversation.